0: You sure are. It's just about uh, nine minutes after seven o'clock. We are ready to go. A call in show. As you know, 416 870-6400-STAR 640 on your cell and uh, 1-888-225-TALK that is toll free for the duration of this broadcast. We talk about workplace rights. We talk about severance. We talk about your boss or you being the boss. Whatever. You got questions you've been waiting all week to ask. This is the time to do it. Lior is there ready to answer those. We'll get into uh, things you uh, preserve in your workplace rights. Never do these things dot 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 we'll get to that expansive list in just a little bit but we always start off uh leor with the uh, the week that was how's it going
1: well it's a, it's a start of the week kind of the real start of, of the of the year for many of us uh starting off the work week kids are back to school and we're back to to the grind and you know this is the time of year john when some changes may happen in the workplace uh, companies have evaluated their needs and they may decide to restructure uh to shift focus to move Uh, to change duties, what have you. And and you may find yourself in a situation where things are happening around you at your job, at your workplace, and you want to know, what does this mean? What can I do? Can the company do this? Well, if you're ever in that situation, you can call us on the show. You can call me at the office to talk about it, whatever you want, but make sure you get answers to those questions. Mm -hmm. There's Always answers. There's no such thing as bad questions, and there's almost always solutions. John, I've said this for years, and I stand uh, stand by that. So right now we're here for for the next 40 minutes or so. So let's chat. Let's chat. Let's talk. Let's uh, make sure that we answer as many questions as possible about your workplace rights. And to get us warmed up, you said the week that was. I'm gonna make it the day that was. Nice. Uh, let, me, let me tell you about a couple situations that uh, came across my desk. Uh, two matters that I spoke with uh, with individuals today. Uh, first one, I spoke with uh, a gentleman who has been working uh, rotating shifts uh, for his entire uh, time with this company, over five years. So uh, sometimes he's on nights, sometimes he's on days, and, and the shifts rotate, and he's had no problem. He likes it that way, except very recently he's diagnosed with some medical issues, uh, including uh, sleep apnea. And as a result of that, this changing shift, the changing from day to night, really, really takes a toll on him, on his health. He Mm -hmm. can't sleep. Uh, It's been a very bad situation for him. And after uh, he's seen a doctor and a specialist, they concluded that the best thing for him is not to work uh, night shifts anymore, to work straight days. So uh, he provided, the, uh, he did without even me telling him, he g- did the right thing. He gave his, uh, do- uh, his employer a detailed doctor's note saying that here's what he needs for health reasons, he needs to work day shifts, uh, that the na- night shifts are impacting his health, etc. cetera. Uh, literally, the words back from his employer is, that's not our problem. Uh, everyone works uh, rotating shifts, you have to as well. Uh, obviously, the strut, he called me, spoke to him today, And then what I told them is very simple. They have to accommodate. It doesn't matter that everyone else is working rotating shifts. It doesn't matter that for the last five years, you've been working rotating shifts as well. If you have a medical condition that requires you to work uh, days and it's legitimate and the doctor's backing it up, the company has to accommodate. This is not something that they can't accommodate. They're going to be able to and it is the company's problem. It becomes the company's problem once it impacts work and once you provide something from a doctor. So their refusal to provide that accommodation is a human rights violation. It can also be viewed as a constructive dismissal. It's illegal. So he now has the option. He can continue working rotating shifts, which he's not going to do because it's impacting impacting his health and it's going to get even worse, Or he can now pursue his entitlements, treat that as a termination, get the compensation that he's owed, and hopefully go somewhere else. So I wanted to remind everyone here, medical conditions have to be accommodated if you have a doctor's note. It doesn't matter if that puts you in a unique situation. It doesn't matter if it means you have to change what you've been doing for a while. John, people have the right to be accommodated.
0: Does the workplace have the right for you to send them to another doctor? Can they tell you to do that?
1: In most cases, including this one, the answer is no. And why? Because the doctor's note was very clear. There was no ambiguity there. There was no issues in terms of uh, what does this mean and and is this right. Mm -hmm. So no, the company can't decide, well, we don't really like what your doctor says, so let's get another opinion. No, they can't. So they have to take this doctor uh, and his opinion. There's no reason to question it. And John, they have to accommodate.
0: Again, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell and one triple eight two two five talk. That is toll free. It is a call and show. You got questions? Bring them on. Would love to talk to you. Uh, what else you got going on, pal?
1: Spoke with uh, another gentleman actually earlier today, uh, who was in a very senior position in a, in a finance role at a company, and uh, over the past uh, six months or so, the company has been trying to save money, and they've been uh, Cutting people and letting people go that otherwise would work with this individual, mm-hmm. making his team smaller. Well, what does that mean for him? It means that he's had to work more and more and take on more responsibilities, uh, and and his role has expanded and, and become more complex. And they got to the point that the stress of this got so bad that he had to go off on a medical leave. He just literally couldn't handle it. He he broke. You know, we all have a breaking yeah. point, and he did. Uh, and, and he called me distraught again today, and he wanted to know, what do I do? I don't want to go back. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I can handle this. It's already impacted my health. So here's what, what he has to do. is what I told him. He said, well, you have to tell your employer uh, that you have these issues. You have to give a doctor's note ex- explaining that it impacts your health. And they have to deal with it, just like I said before in the, in the case that I mentioned. Uh, if they don't deal with it, if they say, well, we're not going to do anything or things stay the same, At that point, you can treat that as a constructive dismissal. They've created a work situation that is impossible to manage. and It's impacting your health. It's not what you signed up for. So this added workload, this added work stress could be a constructive dismissal, which allows them to get get out of there with compensation. I want them to give the company a chance to fix the problem. But if they can't or won't fix the problem, he could treat that as a constructive dismissal, not have to go back to a place that's going to impact his health even more. So I think there's a, a very, very important lesson there for everyone.
0: Again, the number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one triple eight two two five That is toll-free. You will also catch Employment Hour at 30. That happens on your weekend mornings on Global TV and CTV. Very proud of that show. We're into season three. And we're into year number seven of this show as we uh, continue on here and wait for your phone calls to come through. If you want to preserve your workplace rights, don't ever do this. I know you want to get to a bunch of these talking points, too
1: well John you know that it's, uh, it's about en- enforcing your rights and to yep. enforce your legal rights there are certain mistakes that you want to avoid uh, because you know you you may make those some of those mistakes and realize later oh my god now i can't pursue my mm-hmm. rights now i gave up those rights so there are certain things that i that i see often some mistakes that people make not because they're not smart because they don't know any better and and some things just make make sense to do. So we're going to hopefully talk about a few things you want to avoid if you want to preserve your rights in the workplace.
0: First one, don't sign employment agreements without knowing exactly, exactly isn't bold type, by the way, exactly what you're signing. This is hugely important.
1: Yeah, you know what, we can pretty much start and maybe even end there if we needed to because yeah, that right. is, that's is—that's how, how important that is. Uh, employment agreements. Employment agreements are such important documents. You spend most of your time at work, you spend more time at work than you do anything else, and the employment agreement is the document that governs your job, your workplace rights. So oftentimes people sign employment agreements and give away their rights. In an employment agreement, for example, you could agree without even realizing it to minimize your future severance, to give the company the right to lay you off temporarily, to give the company the right to demote you, to relocate you, to reduce your pay. So you have to be very, very careful. You'd rather work on a handshake. And if you are going to sign an employment agreement, whether you've just started a job or whether you're, you're already working and your boss comes to you and wants you to sign, be careful. Understand what you're signing. If, if you're not clear, if something doesn't make sense, call me. Let me know. Let me review it and explain it to you because the easiest, uh, the most uh, direct way to lose your entitlements is to give them away in an employment agreement. So please don't do that.
0: More of that list coming up. As a uh, reminder, the phone call four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell one triple eight two two five talk. That is toll free. We'll get to our uh, first call for this Monday evening, and it would be uh, would be Dylan. Hey, Dylan, how are you, pal?
2: I'm doing well, John, and hi to you and Lior.
0: Hello. You well, nice to what's talk uh, to you. what's going on?
2: Uh, it's snowing like a bugger up here. Is what it's doing.
0: Uh, <laughs> he <can> keep it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, just give me a quick call. I got a situation where I have a guy who's been off now the third medical leave um for him it's all short-term stuff and he came back in today and really was very toxic and expressing that he felt the company was unfair to him and forcing him to come back to work even though they've gone through the the entire process um and he just doesn't want to be there and i want to i want to be as fair as i can to him as his manager and I want to make sure I'm also going to get myself in trouble by going to my mm-hmm. HR department and recommending that they look at some type of severance to let this fella go on his way. Is that something that I can do?
0: Great call.
1: Well, a very good question. Now, how, how did the company make him come back to work? How, how did that work?
2: We uh, we are aligned with uh, with a third party that um, you may be familiar with him. He's sometimes a finance minister. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, hmm. um, we're aligned with a, with that company and there's an entire process that they go through to okay. determine that.
1: I understand. So so yeah. here's, here's what you do. If you're going to offer him uh, a separation, you want to be careful not to make it unilateral because if you just decide to terminate him, it, it will look like you're terminating him because he was on a medical leave and that could be a human rights violation. Right. One way to do it to avoid that is to say, hey, we understand you've been unhappy. You know, we don't want you to be unhappy. So if you'd rather be gone, here's what we're willing to do. Option number one, you can continue working, no problem. Option number two is we're going to offer you the severance. It's up to you. you. don't have to. You don't have to take it. But uh, if you don't take it, you still have your job. Hmm. but that's an option and if you do it that way that's not a human rights violation that's not even a termination and they may give him exactly what he wants and and maybe give you the what you want which is to 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 start fresh maybe with someone else now if uh if he doesn't take it there's not much that you can do uh in, in terms of uh I'd be very hesitant to get rid of him uh, in, in this type of a situation. He has a right to be off if he has a doctor's ba- uh, doctor backing him up, whether it's a le- one leave or two or five or ten. Uh, right. But one way to talk to him is to, to potentially address a separation, as long as it's it's an option, it's not a unilateral decision. You should be fine. Okay,
2: because I mean I want to be fair to him, and I I want him to feel that the company is treating him fairly through me right. and. It's never been my intention to, be a, to treat him in a bad way, but I hear it in his voice, and I, I just don't think if, if I don't present the option, he won't know it's there.
1: No, absolutely. And, and it may be exactly what he wants. Maybe he wants to be gone, but he doesn't want to leave with nothing. So presenting him with that option, again, as long as it's an option... Uh, I think it's a it's a good way to do that, and maybe he'll come back with an offer uh, or a counter offer, and you can negotiate something. Uh, but I think that's a solid way to do it. Again, as long as he has the the ability to choose to keep his job.
2: Right, that makes sense. Thank, thank you very much.
0: Appreciate Dylan, and continued uh, luck moving forward. If you want to reach out uh, further, it's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of Lior and the team and help at employmenthour.com. More of your phone calls on the way, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred Star 640 on sale and one 888 talk That's toll free. It's the Employment Hour Monday night edition right here on Global News Radio you sure are plenty of time for you to call in ask your questions just like dylan did uh, moments ago 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell and one that is toll free if you want to preserve your workplace rights don't ever do this we're moving down to the next one on the list and this may come as a surprise to a lot of people who are you know they've got to uh, long-term employment they're pretty uh, tight with the boss and their co-workers and they've always been good employees but the uh, the quotation here is don't take one for the team at your expense. Exactly.
1: That, that is such an, an important piece of advice there. And what I mean by taking one for your team is a change happens. You, maybe your pay is decreased. And like, you know, I'm going to be that good soldier. I'll take one for the team. The company really needs this. So I'll take that pay cut. Now that's very admirable. I understand that. But the problem is if you take one for the team, if you accept the change to the terms of your employment, as I've said before, you give them the right to do it again that is the key so taking one for the team is not just one it could be an endless amount for the team and that's where the problem lies if it was just a one time it wouldn't happen again okay but remember if a company doesn't have a right to make a change but you give them the right you accept it you've given them the right to do it again and again and that is a problem preserve your rights don't give them away if you're dealing with a change to the terms of employment that you're not happy with let's talk about it let's discuss whether it makes sense to pursue it as a constructive dismissal if you take one for the team today you may regret it tomorrow
0: we're going to get to the phones 416 870 star 640 on your cell is the number got to uh, kathy online hey kathy good evening
3: hi good evening um i have a question i work for a u.s manufacturing company um as a controller and they decided to close the manufacturing facility last year and let, um, just keep a minimum distribution center here in Canada. So I was giving a package uh, last year, but the, the, uh, we're closing beginning of this year. I'm still working right now. Um, so I, I consider the package is good because they gave me double my severance uh, with a retention bonus. So now they start talking to me, there's a potential to keep me on board, but my responsibility would be a little bit different. Um, so I just want to see what, what should I do to protect my rights, you know, the, going forward. I, I, I like the opportunity of uh, staying on, but I also, you know, consider, uh, like, a worry about the uncertainty with the minimum operation, how long they will keep this operation going, uh, you know, maybe just six months, a year, ten years, I don't know. So. Like uh, what? What do you suggest me to do? Because I, I consider this package to be good.
1: I, you know, giving. So, uh, Kathy, are they saying that if you continue working and you accept a new role, that you're not going to get your package?
3: They haven't go into that details, but I would assume
1: so. Okay, so so I understand. You don't want to give up a package, take on a new role, and then this thing kind of blows up in your face. I understand that completely. So, yes. so what you need to do if in fact you're going to have to give up the package, is you want to negotiate an exit term in a new employment agreement. Okay, So when you take on this new role, you want to, number one, uh, make sure that your uh, your service is recognized, but beyond that, stipulate exactly what you will get if and when they let you go, and it should be at least as much, if not more, than what you received before. If you want to, you and I can talk off air and I can ask you some questions about your specific matter and tell you how much you should be getting. But rather than you just sign on, you're starting uh, Monday, you want to have a a term in an employment agreement that stipulates how much severance and needs to be very generous that you're going to get. If you're going to walk away from severance right now uh, because of a job that that they're going to give you, you want to make sure that if that job ends a month later, you haven't lost anything. As long as you negotiate proper severance for the future, then you're you're okay, you're as protected as you can be. Uh, so that's the key here, Kathy. You want to negotiate severance for the future.
3: Okay, so if I put across that even uh, in, in the future, my job is eliminated and it's not my fault, and I should get at least the same package I'm having now. Is it?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, if it's, for example, if it's 18 months pay, as an example, then if I'm let go, I'm going to get 18 months pay. And again, depending on the circumstances, it may be more. Because if you're let go five years from now, it should be mm-hmm. more than you, you'd be getting now because you have another five years of seniority. So uh we could we could talk if you want specifically off air about what that should look like, but that is the key. Don't sign an agreement, don't accept a new role and give up severance without a guarantee of severance in the future.
0: Okay. Kathy pres- I, uh, pres- sorry, go ahead, Kath. Yeah.
3: Okay, sorry. So is it reasonable if I talk to them, okay, um uh, can they give me the package and then we, we negotiate as a, like a new hire, like I uh, start over yeah. again? Is that, it that, that would be reasonable.
1: Right? Yeah, as long as yeah. you keep your package and you can be considered a, a new hire uh, at that point, that, that's absolutely fine. But, and, and then you don't have to worry about it. It's a new hire and whatever happens, happens. But if you're going to give up the severance, you need to know that, that it's gonna, you're not going to give it up forever. If something happens, if this doesn't work out uh, for whatever reason, you're going to get it on the back end.
0: Good to let you go, Kathy, to uh, carry on with Lior uh, when the show is done. It's 1 or simply help at employmenthour.com. Moving on to, uh, to Tina next. Tina, thanks for uh, calling the show tonight. How are you? Hi, right, good. How are you? Good. What's, uh, what's going on in your world?
2: Good. So I'm calling about a girlfriend of mine who um, has been working, she works in childcare. She's been working for the same center for um, just about six years now. And last year in 2017, she got diagnosed with a chronic illness, um, which kept her out of work for a few months. The illness affects her uh, mobility. And so she's been back to work now for close to a year. on modified duties but her boss is now um insisting that she gets back into her regular position um working in the classroom full-time even though um she's still not really capable because of this um condition that she was diagnosed with and so i'm just curious about um you know what rights she might have because at this point she's actually looking for another job elsewhere um, feeling sort of backed up into a corner and that she has to at this
1: point go look for um, a different position now tina is your friend uh, unionized no okay so in, in that situation all she really needs to do is make sure that her employer has something clear and unambiguous from a doctor Okay, Her doctor needs to say, here's what she can do, and she cannot do that previous role. Full stop. Once she has that, they cannot do anything to her. She's untouchable in that sense. They can't say, well, we've just done this for too long. Now you're going back. They can't do that. That's illegal. That's a human rights violation. As I said before, it could be a constructive dismissal. So they cannot do that. What she, what she doesn't want is she doesn't want there to be any ambiguity. If, if uh, she hasn't given them a doctor's note recently, have her go to the doctor. Give him a doctor's note. Make sure it's clear, not you know, not vague, just here's what she needs and here's what she cannot do. Once she has that, she's covered. She's fine. There's nothing they could do to her. If they still insist, before she quits, I want her to call me, okay? I okay, want her right. to call me at that point and let me talk to her and we can talk about how we could pursue this, but I'm pretty sure as long as it's something clear and unequivocal from a doctor, they'll back off because they have to, Tina, okay? Okay,
2: great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thanks, Tina. Appreciate uh, your call. one 855 821 is the number to get a hold of your uh, help at employmenthour.com. Still got plenty of time for you to uh, to call on the show, ask your questions as well. It's just as simple as that. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell one 225 talk That number is toll free. Well, Preserving your workplace rights, this is uh, hugely important. And uh, we're talking about things you don't ever want to do if you want to preserve those rights. Next one on the list that you gave me, Lior, is don't accept a temporary layoff or other big change to the terms of your employment. How many shows have we done on that one?
1: Yeah, and that, that that is very closely tied to what we talked about, about taking one for the team. But but I think it, yep. it deserves its own uh, uh, mention here. And certainly when it comes to temporary layoffs, uh, it, it is such a big thing. John, not a week goes by when I don't talk to an individual who supposedly was temporarily laid off. So let's be very clear. You can't be. That's Well, my, what I mean by you can't be is it's actually illegal. It's a termination. Right. A temporary layoff is a termination. And when I talk about preserving your legal rights, what I mean is If you allow it to happen, if you stay home with a temporary layoff and you get called back and you go back to work, as I've said before, you've given the company the right to do it again. And then you may find yourself when you go back, you'll be off again for a few months, you come back Mm -hmm. and you're off again. Not really a good way to work, right? Because we all need some consistency in our work and in our income. So that is why I said you give up your rights if you allow that to happen. So preserve your rights by treating that as a constructive dismissal. So what do you do if you've been laid off temporarily? Let's let's you and I talk first. Okay, let's reach out to me. Let's make sure that you're in a position to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Get your termination entitlements and move on. Much better than opening that layoff door wide open and allowing the company to do it again and again forever.
0: Because once you've said, once you go down that road, not just with temporary layoffs but other uh, facets of your employment, you can't close that door again.
1: You can't. The door opens whether you like it or not, whether you realize it or not. It's a surefire way to give up your entitlements, to compromise your entitlements. Don't let that happen. Now you know better. Temporary layoff, a change, a significant change to the terms of employment. If you accept it, you've compromised your rights, so not a good idea.
0: Things not to do if you want to preserve your workplace rights. We already touched on this with a couple phone calls and chatted about this uh, tonight, so it's timely. That is, don't forget about your employer when you're off on a medical leave
1: absolutely that that's huge or or as trump would say huge uh it's yeah uh it's it's uh very important if you're off on a medical leave you know i know you're trying to get better and and you're probably concentrated on that you're probably uh you know preoccupied with many things doctor's appointments and medications and still making sure you take care of your family get that completely but don't forget about your employer Mm -hmm. so what do do i mean by that is check in with your employer every once in a while uh, send them an email telling them, just you know, I'm, I'm working to get better, I'll update you. Or even better, give them a doctor's note. Maybe a doctor's note every once in a while that says, you've been, you've seen the doctor and you're still under treatment, whatever. Just make sure that they know that you haven't abandoned your job, you not you haven't forgotten about them, you haven't moved on, that you're still out there trying to get better and trying to get back to work. If you do that, then they can't fire you, they can't consider you to have abandoned your job. Uh, and, and anything else would be illegal. So preserve your rights. Preserve your job by not forgetting about your employer when you are on a medical leave. Very important. It's not difficult. It could, t- it could be a few minutes, you know, once every few weeks. As simple as that. Uh, very important. You do that. You'll always protect your rights.
0: Because it would be so easy just to assume, well, I'm not at work. Obviously, they know I'm still off. Why would I have to contact them? That would be the thinking, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But you know how many times you I've know. seen someone being off for a year, and the company hasn't heard from them for, for a year. They didn't know what's going on, and then the person after a year comes back or wants to come back. The company's like, well, we thought you have gone. We have no idea what, what, right. what's going on with you. Don't let that happen to you. Uh, stay in touch with them. Uh, again, I'm not suggesting that you you'd write a huge letter every day or every week. But every few weeks, depending on how long you're off, a quick email or every once in a while, doctor's note, all you need to do, easy, and you preserve
0: your rights. But calling into this show, you can do all the time and do it regularly. That's 416 870 star 640 on cell, one That is toll-free, as you know. Moving on to our next point about uh, preserving your workplace rights. Do not quit unless it's completely voluntary. Yes. Uh, we've, done,
1: uh, we've done a show before on, on forced yeah. resignations, and that's a topic that is extremely important. So you don't resign. You don't quit unless you've decided you don't want to work there anymore. You don't resign because someone wants you to. You don't resign because someone told you to or because someone threatened you, including your boss or the owner of the company. Because if you resign in those situations, well, later on, uh, when you want to say, well, I, I didn't really mean to, it's going to be, it can be difficult to prove, right? The company yeah. said, well, no, you resign. resigned. We, we have no idea what you're talking about. No, don't let that happen. If the company doesn't want you there, it's on them to make a move. Okay. You're going to work until they let you go. That ensures you're going to get your severance. That ensures you're going to get everything that you wrote. If you resigned because you didn't feel you have a choice, It's going to be much more difficult to get your severance. It's still possible, okay? Because it's illegal to make someone resign. It's a problem with proving it. The company may say, no, no, you resigned voluntarily. You're going to say, no, no, I didn't. Avoid that altogether. If you can, if the company wants you to resign, you're going to say, thanks, but no thanks, I'm going to continue to work. If a company says resign or else, the answer should be or else. Uh, Don't resign unless you want to. If you choose you want to go work somewhere else, you, you want to go back to school, you found another job, no problem, resign. Uh, no problem. More power to you. But beyond that, if uh, if you're not doing it voluntarily, just don't do it. Call me at that point. Let's talk about it, but don't resign.
0: Reaching out any time. We're not doing the show, of course. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 855 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com. And if you haven't used it yet, we've, uh, well, you could join the club of over half a million people that have tried and tested severancepaycalculator.com. Uh, Preserving your workplace rights. Don't ever do these things. And that is, don't forget to document Everything, Conversations, emails, everything.
1: Yes, and, and one of the, the easiest way that people lose their rights or compromise their rights is by not documenting, by not keeping records, not having evidence to prove whatever it is that they need to prove. It's very important. You should always assume that uh, you know, your word against someone else's is not a good thing. You always want to avoid that. So you need to document, document, document. You know how they say in real estate, location, location, location? Right. Employment laws, <laughs> document, document, document. It's as simple as that. If something happens and you wanna, you wish there was a record of it, well, create that record, create a, mm-hmm. a memo, create an email, something that, that corroborates what happened. If you wish someone, if you wish there was a record of what someone said to you, send them an email confirming what happened. Document, document, documents. Okay, to have a journal, for example. If you do that, if you have contemporaneous notes, if you document that way, you're going to make it so much easier to preserve your rights. You're going to make so much easier to pursue your rights. Uh, it's going to be very impossible for the company to to uh, say you're lying if you had contemporaneous records. So uh, oftentimes people lose their rights, compromise them, make it more difficult to pursue their rights by not documenting things. It's very mm-hmm. important.
0: We take the show till around 10, too, so you've got time to, uh, to call in here, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell to have your, uh, your time on air and ask your questions as well, one That is toll-free. We are, in the meantime, talking about ways for you to pre- uh, pre- preserve your workplace rights by not doing certain things. And the next one, again, dovetails into what we said about keeping records. Don't just accept unfair discipline or inaccurate performance reviews, right?
1: Oh, gosh, absolutely. you wow. know it, it's so important, and I, I like to hammer this point because it's that important. If you're getting ne- the discipline that's negative and you don't agree with, say so. If you're uh, putting on a, put on a performance improvement plan you don't agree to it, say so. Uh, if you've been warned or been put on a suspension and you don't think it's right, you don't think you did what they've said that you've done, Say so and say so in writing. I'm yep. not saying that. Well, you know, because they uh, they put me on a performance improvement plan. I'm going to go and take legal action against them. No, but you, what you want to do is put your position in writing. Explain very politely and professionally why you disagree with it, why it's not accurate, and here's what actually happened. Because what what's actually happening there is if you're uh, putting on a performance improvement plan, for example, it's possible that the company is trying to build up a case against you to potentially let you go for cause. If that's the case, you don't want to just sit back and take it. You want to make it that much more difficult for them to do that, and you do that by putting your position in writing. If you don't do that, it's the same as saying, I accept. So if you've been put on a performance improvement plan and you just signed the paper, you don't say anything about it, it's as if you said, yes, you're right to do that company. I was doing a bad job. You were right to put me on that performance improvement plan. Same with the disciplinary letter. Now, if you do agree with it because it's all legitimate, no problem. You don't need to say anything. But if you don't agree with it, if there's something in it that's wrong, something on it that's not accurate, you have to say so, say so in writing. It is a way to preserve your rights, and it's a way to lose your rights
0: if you don't do it. Preserving your rights, preserving your job, not doing these things. Now, this one, we just got to take a step back because this last one is basically the reason why this show started seven years ago, and I'll get to it now, and that is if you lose your job, do not call the Labor board. (laughs) <laughs> don't do it. yeah don't oh do it. gosh you, you know it, that's that's
1: probably uh, that's a fatal mistake because if you do I may yep. not be able to help you uh, exactly. Certainly if you file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor at the labor board you can't do that we've said this before so I'm not gonna uh, belabor the point too much you you cannot get advice when it comes to termination termination of employment you cannot get advice from the Ministry of Labor you can go there for the for your overtime issues, your vacation pay issues, no problem not for termination why because the ministry of labor the labor board can only advise you about your minimum entitlements which is a small portion of what you're actually owed so you can get the wrong advice there and you can end up accepting pennies on the dollar happens all the time happens dozens yeah. of times every single day uh every single day every single year it's it's crazy don't let that happen to you don't compromise your rights don't give them away go to severancepaycalculator.com Call me. Call another employment lawyer. Uh, frankly, use a Ouija board. It's still going to be better than going to the no. Ministry of Labor. Anything is better than that. If you lose your job, uh, don't do it.
0: If uh, any of those points are confusing, you still got time to call in and uh, and ask. We're going to get to a phone call now that we still have some time to go. Get to uh, to Lauren calling in here four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. Hey, Lauren, how are you?
4: Hi, I'm good. thanks. How are you?
0: Good. What's uh, what's going on with you?
4: Um, okay, I was given a termination letter um, in May of last year, and the termination date of the letter was in October 31st of that year, and the, my fifth year would have been September 3rd of that year, and I was not given the package. Um, um, I was not given any severance for that, mm. for the period I was there, less three days. Five years, less three
1: days. I, was I understand. And and uh, you're uh, five years in, in what kind of a position?
4: Uh, accounting.
1: Accounting? And how old are you, Lauren? Uh, 45. So someone in your situation would be owed right around six months' pay. Okay. They gave you about five months' notice. Yeah. Uh, if, if my math is correct, yeah. so they pr- they probably would owe you another month, potentially even a couple of months' pay. Okay, so uh, it's nothing to do with the, fifth, the, the the five years. I know why you're asked that or why they said that. That has to do with your minimum entitlements. Don't worry about it. Uh, they, they owe you potentially one to two more months' pay. You know, again, the main factors are your age, position, and length of employment. Now, okay. the five months' notice that they gave you counts towards your severance. So if oh. your severance should have been. If your seven should have been six months as an example, okay. they give you five months' notice that counts, which means they only owe you one more month
4: okay, okay, so that okay that was smart of them, okay. <laughs>
1: So, so, so yeah, unfortunately you don't get the six months because you got the five months notice, but you potentially are one, maybe even two months pay. So Um, if, if that's something you want to discuss, let's you and I chat off air. Uh, that's a, it's a very good question because some of our listeners may find themselves in that situation where they get notice. We call this working notice of termination. And unfortunately that does count towards your severance.
4: Okay. All right. Thank you very much. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't, you know, I
0: was okay. Getting ripped off. Gotcha. Ah! Yeah, appreciate, appreciate it, Lauren. Again, uh, to reach out for that last uh, month's possibly, one 855 5900 is a way to get a hold of uh, Lior. I think we can wrap it up with an email here. Lisa at uh, help at employmenthour.com says, my employer has cut my hours in half. What do I do?
1: Well, if they just cut her hours but kept the pay the same she probably wouldn't be writing she'd probably say yeah, i'm 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 a happy uh yeah, keep person. it down yeah. <laughs> keep it down all good but yeah. uh usually when your hours are cut your pay is cut so let's yeah. be very clear this is simple if your hours are cut in half frankly even if they're cut in in, in a quarter or even less than that uh that's wrong that's a constructive dismissal a company doesn't have a right to do that if they do that, you can accept it and continue working. Remember what I said before, if, you, if she accepts it, I'll take the want for the team, I'll, I'll take it, because hopefully in a yes. month or two, things will change. Well, if they don't change, and even if they do, they've, she's given them the right to do it again. So that's a huge, huge, huge problem. So in a situation like this, with a with a reduction in pay so extreme, I say you have not, you don't really have a choice. You have to treat that as a constructive dismissal. You're gonna get your severance and move on to a different place don't accept a reduction of half your pay. My gosh, why would anyone ever agree to that? And the worst thing of that is, can you imagine, John, she accepts this reduction. A month later, they reduce it again by another half. And at that point, she won't be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal because she let them get away with it the very first time.
0: Just brutal. Before we uh, wrap your details. We haven't talked about it uh, this show except for a brief mention. That would be the severance pay calculator
1: severancepaycalculator.com, as you said, over half a million people have used it. And and the reason that it's been used is, number one, it's extremely easy to use. And number two, it provides valuable information. So once you go to severancepaycalculator.com, You'll, you'll be asked about your position, your age, the length of your employment, and then you'll find out how much severance you are actually owed. Not your minimum amount, your full entitlements. Everything you're actually owed, it's anonymous completely. It's free completely. It's easy to use. It takes seconds. There's no excuse. Over half a million people have used it. At some point, we're going to hit that million mark, severancepaycalculator.com.
0: Fantastic. For a Monday, appreciate all of your phone calls and your listening as well. We will return Wednesday at this time as well. and Of course, the weekend shows, and if you have not caught it yet, we're going to do, what, Season 3 of Employment Hour in 30. That happens on Global TV and CTV Saturday and Sundays as well, so make sure you tune in to that one. Until next time, Employment Hour, we are done. Out of here, you want to reach Leor 1-855-821-5900. Help at EmploymentHour.com. On Point with Alex Pearson is coming back. Don't go anywhere. This is Global News Radio 640. 640-